here's the thing like you see people donating university through money like recently the the faculty of engineering just got donated 20 million dollars hmm. 20 million million dollars and the practice uh, faculty changed the name to price faculty of engineering okay. so yeah, like, you're gonna you're gonna get new flooring i guess I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're trying to figure out if you if you go into engineering Welcome back to the Two for Eyes podcast, where we document the rise and start of movement, picks talent and personalities. You guys are another deal on that this intro. Like we've we've done it twenty four times already. So hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, whatever platform you listen to us, just do it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I feel like like I can I can agree with that message. Like we have. Like, I, I don't understand with the genetics part. Like, I don't think genetics has to do anything with how your life turns out. Like, in terms of, like, your physical body, yes, genetics rules everything. Mm-hmm. But to say it rules, like, your decisions, like, you, your decisions are based on your environment, right? So... Sure that environment could be surrounded by your parents' beliefs that what they've instilled in you. Um, So I guess you can say, yeah, it is genetics, but at the end of the day, there's still people out there that have been taught one thing and they still try to pursue the other thing. Right. So I guess it's the will of choice. Like we have the choice. I think, I think I understand what he was trying to say now. Yes. We have the will of choice, how do we make those decisions? Those those decisions are made by our brain. Our brain's made of DNA. DNA is genes. So does it come to like? I think that's uh, that might be what he's getting at. That's that might be what he was trying to say. We like the way we make decisions. Like it's a good question. Like how do we make decisions? I think it's like from a young age. Like I, I think the brain is set up so we don't really start processing things until we're like 10-ish to 13 year old right like until that point our our minds are still very like drastically developing i don't know the science behind it Mm -hmm. but i guess once you get to a certain age i think it's 25 actually yeah i think it's 20 yeah but like what, what what age do you like, can you start making decisions for yourself? Because like, I've seen some kids that are like very intelligent, you can say, in terms of making decisions for themselves. They'd be like, okay, no, I, I don't think this situation is right. Yeah. From a very young age. I, I don't think then that I don't think has anything to do with genetics. That's pro- but I'm talking like uh, that's that's definitely because kids, some kids are more mature. Mm hmm. So is it so is it maturity or is it genetics that make those decisions? Well, depends. I think okay. Well, let's go back to like when you're born. Like, yeah, there's no really outside like when you're born, born like you fresh out the womb. Like, 
there's not that much external. Well, I guess people making decisions for you, but like, again, you have the choice to cry. Uh, do you? I don't know. Again, I, I, nobody remembers any of it. At least I yeah. don't. So See, that's what I found very. What foods where... do you like and what foods you don't? Because I remember as a kid, I didn't used to like uh, potatoes. So you should cry yeah. every time it was potato. But like, who influenced that decision? Like, is it like, so is that genetics? Is Because you, you think about it, like some kids will, like, some kids will have a certain preferences towards what they like and don't, don't like as kids, right? Like most kids don't like vegetables. So is that genes or is that? <laughs> I, think I think it just comes down to preference. I don't think it's genes. But where does preference come from? I think yeah, the preference comes from your mind. Your mind is made up of cells made up of genes with DNA. Yeah, 24 episodes in. <laughs> That's like, you know, full day. Full day. <laughs> it's a crazy journey, but we're just hopefully getting started. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, if you if you think about releasing one episode a, a, week. a week. Yeah. And you look 52 years or 52 weeks in a year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, somewhat halfway, but we've been doing it for, you know. Quite before. a while now. It's been what, like uh, around six months officially? I think so. Around that. Yeah. So, so it's been a bittersweet journey, but we're still going. Yeah. 24 doesn't seem like a lot. No. <laughs> but but hey, must, that's, that's a must... goat number. That's a goat number. Yeah. 24. <laughs> Shut I up. think the, the amount of work that we put in is feels like more. But... Honestly, yeah. Yeah. It truly does. Yeah. Like, See, this is a very interesting topic. Like when, when um, you put so much work into something and not saying like that's our situation, but like it just general, like if you think about it, like a exam, hypothetical situation, you put like good amount of hours into it. You don't get the results you wanted Mm -hmm. or you were hoping for at least like this happened to me recently. Actually, I was... I, I studied well for my, one of my exams. Yeah. And then during the exam, I was flying by the questions. Like I was like, okay, I'm, I know this is right. Like, you know, when you're doing, when you're doing an exam, you're like in your head, you know, you're doing everything right. And like, I'm getting all the answers and then I get the score back and I'm like, it just doesn't reflect the same thing. Oh, like that feeling sucks. And I'm like, like all the questions that I was flying by, which they were all correct. I think it just came down to long answer questions. Um, And that's where you have to, for the way they have it set up for us is that you have to type it out. And I think that's what takes the majority of the time out of you. So I was rushing on one question and then, oh, time's up. And then I got to submit the exam, but it is what it is. Um, Yeah, it's tough. that, that, That feeling sucks. It does. It does. And not again, I don't have any like solution to that. And I felt that yeah. a couple times as well. Like, what do you do? And like, yeah, the be the general consensus is yeah, move on. But sometimes it's like the, this whole like online situation. I'm slowly, I'm just like getting tired of it. Like, mm-hmm. um, I want to be back. Like, especially for school. Like, I just. 
it's just so much easier. Like for exams, you just write it on paper, you hand it in and you're done with here. You have to take pictures, send them to yourself, email them to yourself, screenshot them because they have to be in a certain format and then upload it to like whatever platform you're uploading them to. Like it's, it's a lot. I don't know. It's just stress that additional stress that doesn't need to be added onto top of exams. And then you have faculties that implement webcam recordings and microphone recordings and then lockdown browsers. And I'm like, I mean, I think they're, they're also in a tricky spot too. In order to like, how do you, how do you administer exams without, you know, I I think like, here's my thing. Ideally our university center spaces are big enough right like they're they're huge even the exam facilities are big enough i'm just saying it's possible to hold in-person exams just have everyone wear masks like spread it out six feet apart right have social distancing measures in place yeah and hold in-person because you're only there for three hours three hours to two hours right if everyone has their masks obviously no one it's not like you're interacting with anyone it's an exam like automatic zero if you're talking to another person so i think it is ideal for them to hold in-person exams but administrate the lectures and teaching all online but hold in-person exams and test i think that's doable I, I don't know. There's two sides of the story, but okay. Then, then would you would you like to? Would you rather wear a exi- mask while an exam? Like that's a high pressure situation. <laughs> you breathing heavy. You doing all that. You gotta wear. I mean, what <laughs> if you can work out and wear a mask? Yes, yeah. I I think you can sit down. But I know. Like, I- I don't know. I, I, I like, I don't mind like when you. people say you can't breathe when you're wearing a mask. Sure. You can breathe. Yeah. They're meant for breathing, but yeah, yeah like <laughs> they, they say they slows down their breath. No, you can breathe. You're normally breathing. It's just a placebo effect. Like you think mm-hmm. it's doing something when it's not. Um, so that, that's what I think. I, I think it's very doable for people to, or universities to administer it. Um, okay. Like I don't know. It, it's it's you, you're having think, a lot of people in one spot. Yeah. And like you keep Maya, yeah, you're six feet apart while doing the exam, but everybody knows what happens outside the door as soon as the exam's over. Right. Right. <laughs> so I guess I, I guess it comes down to a lot of liabilities, like university would be a liability, right? And yeah. if, if one of those people have COVID and they were to sneeze yeah. it into the air or breathing in the air it's not airborne but you know you get the point yeah you know i i personally don't mind the at home online exams i i'm okay with them I'm okay with i them. think like it's a, i actually prefer them or yeah i prefer them it's like you know the time you have to do there's no like you know when you before the exam there's like all these kids outside sitting and like reciting like things from that's probably the most annoying thing you could ever do 
Yeah. <laughs> right. They're like outside the thing, outside the door, like sitting with their books and flipping through pages. Oh, did you get this? Did you get this? And then you walk by them and you hear that compare comparatively in in person or in at home, it's much more, you know, relaxed. Yeah. Relaxed. So I could I, I there's nobody around me. I'm the only one who's taking my exam. So it should be some of the video camera stuff is kind of weird, but deal like, <laughs> like the way I do agree with that. Like I've had experiences and this was, I think my first year of university um, where it was a, it was a calculus exam first year, first year of a university. And I'm, I'm feeling good about it. I go into the exam I'm the type of person that shows up 30 minutes too early to everything. It could be like literally anything. I, I show up way earlier than I'm supposed to be there. Um, and then there's kids just sitting down reciting calculus, like a squared plus B squared equals C squared and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they say one question that I know I haven't studied. And I'm like, I start second guessing myself. I flip out. I pull out all the notebooks. And then at that moment, you know what's going to happen. Now you're that kid. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm that kid and I'm freaking out. I wasn't as confident as I was. And I go into the exam and I completely lose my mind. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't know these questions. So it took me at least 30, sec- 30, 30 minutes to calm myself down and be like, okay, I do know these questions. Let me pull my let me yeah. let me let me put my brain to work now. But that's so what's the scary worse. Part. What's yeah. worse, doing that or being at home and them just turning on the, the webcam? <laughs> I, I think that, but I, I found a solution to it. I wear headphones. I just blast uh, music before I go into I don't listen to anyone. Like people come directly to my face and be like, hey, and I'll be like, I can't hear you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Matt, what do you think? In person or online exams? Um, yeah, I don't know. I definitely like the fact that like, I have no distractions, I guess, from other people. Yeah. Like as like, as long as I'm in my room and, you know, I turn the white noise on so I can't hear anything. Yeah. I really like that. But, um, I don't know. There's just something about walking out of like a lecture hall or wherever you're or a gym or whatever, after an exam and everyone's just like, has the same feeling and it's just like okay like you know like if it was easy or an easier exam everyone's like oh yeah like that was awesome it's kind of like you know it's nice being yeah. around like people that are all feeling the same um so yeah i don't know it's got its pros and cons now it's now it's as soon as you end it you go over to like telegram or something and <laughs> yeah you see, the, you see the messages roll in there's always that one yeah. in the telegram group chat that makes a poll it's like mm-hmm. how do you think you did 90 80 70 <laughs> there's always these funny memes and one of the funniest ones i saw was i single-handedly brought down the class average by 40 percent i don't yeah. know those telegram root chaps are somewhat like weird and annoying it's good to like get information if you need it but sometimes there's like especially if you ever good thing my my notifications are off but if your notifications are off these people are texting at like 4 a.m 
I mean, yeah. I guess that's just their sleep schedule, but I mean, I don't know about you. I'm not awake at 4 a.m. <laughs> no, no. Oh. And something wild happened in uh, one of my classes recently with the Telegram yeah. stuff. So uh, in physiology, we had like a quiz that was just like absurdly hard. Like I'm pretty sure the average was like, you know, like, below 50 well like well below 50 yeah. and so everyone in the telegram through chat was like popping off about <laughs> all of it and stuff right and so um i guess some people tried to talk to the prof and i guess he wasn't like as accommodating as they would have liked um so then in the group chat they're just like you know just like saying how they feel after a bad quiz kind of thing um uh, and then they're saying that they're going to email the dean of the science department. So then, like, I guess the dean got like all these emails um, from the students, and they told our prof about it. And then I guess our prof saw the group chat because I guess they because the university has like bots and stuff in all these yeah. group chats, don't they? Yeah. So yeah, I guess I guess they showed our prof the group chat of like all these people just like smashing them and he sent out an announcement to the class and he was talking about the midterm and at the end he's like like by the way i saw or he said by the way your telegram group chat is very 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 interesting if you have a problem come to me directly and i was just like oh my oh. gosh like you just called everyone out it was crazy no. Just... <laughs> <laughs> he was just having none of it yeah that's that's rough but i don't know kids yeah, kids have fair. a lot of kids have a lot of voice you know like if, if, I, I, I don't know if i've told this story before but like in our physics class it was it was horrible like similar similar situation and it was first year physics some i don't know who this person was but some person took on the responsibility of writing a letter to the department head like yeah. we, we tried talking to the like instructor hey it wasn't a great a lot of people sent emails and her response was it's okay it's first year some quizzes are more hard than others or it was i think it was the midterm more hard than others get them back in the <laughs> final but when yeah. the midterm's worth like 30 40 percent or th- i think it was 35 something like that like it's, it's quite a bit so these kids sent a email or a letter like a printed out letter passed it around class during class to get signatures on the back and it, it worked the, the 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 department talked to the instructor and the instructor was like okay we're gonna we're gonna hold another one and then whichever one you do the best on keep that one nice so i, I guess if, if you get a lot of people to work it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy the amount of voice that we do have. Like for one of my classes, this happened last term. And uh, it's one of my solid mechanics classes. <clears throat> and our final exam was supposed to be around 20 to 25% of our final grade. And which is not bad. Like for a university exam, that's very fair. Um, and most of our majority of our marks were on our quizzes and uh, assignments. And, and as well as the labs. Um, and this is after the VW date. So the VW date for the people that don't know 
um, it's basically a day that you can choose to drop the course and uh, it won't be reflected towards your transcript. Anyways, we do the midterm after the VW day, we haven't gotten our midterms back yet. So we didn't have the option to VW. So there's two weeks before the final exam our instructors goes, the class average is too high. I don't like this. I think I'm going to change the final to 40% of your grade. And you have to pass the final in order to pass the grade or to get like the pass the class. Sorry. Um, everyone flips out. Everyone's like, how can you do this? Right? Like everyone, cause they know the midterm, the final is so hard in that class that they relied on all the quizzes, the labs and everything to get them at least a B in that class. <laughs> so when she changed that, oh my gosh, like <laughs> everyone, and she, she was not changing it back. And so everyone in the class just started, uh, they talked to the student advisor of the faculty first and the student faculty advisor was like, I don't know what, like, I think she, she connected to the Dean. And so the Dean talked to the professor and the professor came in and that day we have a tutorial. She came in and she's like, you guys are so unprofessional. You guys talk to my boss. Like, how can you do this? Blah, 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 blah. And yeah. then, oh my God, everyone was flipping out. Like it was crazy, but she did, she did eventually change it back. And then um, she, she took that anger out on the final exam and the final average was 30%. So um that that's my story <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah man, that's rough having like a, a midterm or a final where the average is that low because it's like so it would be so hard to come back from that yeah the thing i don't understand is like it's an average right so that means a lot of people did not do good like if the average is 30 a lot of people did worse than 30 yeah <laughs> or like at least half the people who did worse than 30 so how is that like isn't that at that point a reflection of the professor yeah and it's like why are some people unhappy with people doing well in their class yeah like why would they be like oh you guys not enough of you are doing bad so I, I, like, I don't know what that situation was. She's just like, it seems like the class average is too high. And I'm like, isn't that a good thing? Like, yeah, like, well, you're doing a good job teaching. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're doing a good job at your job. Like, are you not happy with that? <laughs> it was it was a very uh, weird term that just passed by. So, yeah. You think? Do you think the reason why, because some I remember chemistry, especially first year chemistry is like, some of these averages are low, but yeah. do you think it's because they want kids to fail and then retake the class, repay for the course, university gets more money? Like, mm. you think, do you think there's a, I don't, I don't think they do because do you think there's that kind of politics going around. I, I think. I think there's a generally profs out there that do care if the yeah. student like, and, and they oh, show yeah. it like the last yeah. chemistry professor I had one of the best chemistry professors ever. She was doing eye clickers every five minutes just to make sure everyone was understanding. She was throwing so many examples at us 
um, telling us what was important. And that actually showed up on like the quizzes. And um, so she was amazing. Um, but I think there are professors that just don't take the time to explain everything. Um, so I, I think the courses are very reflective towards the professor. But then again, if they're getting a cut from that percentage, <laughs> I, I... if there's something, if there's something shady going on in the back end, I'm not saying there is. I don't know. But... <laughs> I mean, like the U of M does make people pay for parking, even though like there's like a pandemic on and no one's at school. And yeah. like, we have to go there for like two times, three times, like a term but yeah. we still have to pay for parking every time. It's like, no one's at the school, so I don't understand why you can't yeah, just park there. Weird. Let's not get started on, like, parking rates because those are insane <laughs> as well. Just absurd. <laughs> <laughs> and textbooks, like, man, like, how much profit is the university making? A university is probably the most profitable business out there besides casinos. Probably, honestly, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm thinking, because most of these textbooks are written by our professors. Like, I don't know if that's the same for like science, but one of my math courses, the professor actually wrote the textbook of the course. So I'm just wondering if that cut goes to him as well. I would say it does. Yeah, I would say it does as well. Like probably like, not all of it, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Like it has to go like the, uh, I don't know how that works, probably like the publisher and, university but yeah until like until i think this semester i think when the pandemic first started we had to pay for pdfs I yeah paid, i paid yeah. money for a pdf document mm -hmm. which was i found weird because i was like <laughs> you can just send me the link and i'll have it it's you're just going to send me a, I don't know. That's, that doesn't make that's sense. It's a good way to monetize anything, man. <laughs> and it, yeah. it's not like, it's not like they're slightly getting a margin. Like their margins are huge. Yeah. Like if you were to, if yeah. you were to buy the book, I think book from the wholesaler, like let's say like whoever's publishing their book, like they're just paying for the materials and like probably the ink, mm -hmm. which I don't think it's a lot. Like if you're doing a lot and then they sell these books for like $200. Their markups are insane. And then they buy it back from you for like 20 bucks. Yeah, then they buy it. <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't need this $200 textbook anymore because you did well in the class. Okay, well, we can take it back for $20 and then sell it again for $150. Oh, weird. I mean, I wonder who thought of this business model. Because again, it, it is a business. They're making money. Yeah, they're providing us with education. Or some are, some aren't. But, you know, it's up for debate. But it's it is a business and we're we live in manitoba where the rates aren't as high as other other schools you go to the states yeah. one year 60k a year i think just tuition not even including living and everything like we're very fortunate to have a system that like isn't as expensive as the the across the world yeah. um so i'm very thankful for that but i still think there, there's something like that could be done i don't know like, who's, i sorry well i was gonna say i think somewhere in europe they 
pay you to go to university and get a higher education. Like they will give you like, I don't know what it is, like a thousand dollars, like enough, like for like living expenses. It's probably like Finland. Finland's education system is through. Yeah. It's something like that. Yeah. But so uh, like they, they were rewarding people for becoming like, like hiring their education, which is awesome. I don't know who said it, but I think it might've been our marketing property, but he said that education should be free because if, if you get an education, that means you're getting a higher paying level job, which means you're going to pay more taxes. And so the government will eventually get that money back versus having a, like versus paying a lot for university that may discourage a lot of people from not even going to university in the first place. And then not as many people get higher earning jobs and less taxes. See, this is a really interesting thing. They should be free. Like, like, I think it mattered. Like, this is a very different topic from what we're talking about, but I think it mattered if you had a university education back before we had technology right? Like this is in like, it would matter that yes, you need to go to university in order to get a high paying job up until like 2009, I would say, like, I think that's where it started the revolution. So right after that era, I think, I don't think it doesn't matter. Like, I think you can make more money without an education. Depends what you want to do. Right. You want to be a lawyer, a doctor, you got to go to school. Right. But if, if if you're just trying to make money, you can yeah. There's I, there's millions of ways you can make money. Yeah. So I do like it's a good point. Like I think these universities need to realize eventually they're gonna get that money back. And here's the thing: like you see people donating university through money. Like recently, the the faculty of engineering just got donated twenty million dollars. <laughs> twenty million million dollars, and the fra- practice. Uh, faculty changed the name to price faculty of engineering okay. so yeah, like, you're gonna you're gonna get new flooring i guess i mean <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're trying to figure out if you if you go into engineering if you go into our engineering library it's for me it's i love that place but it could use an upgrade i think <laughs> just in there terms of go. like desks <laughs> yeah but, Education's weird. Also, like I, I was talking to some other person a while ago who was a teacher, and he, like people who are content creators of education, like take Khan Academy, Crash Course, or there's there's thousands out there. Those people know how to captivate an audience through a screen. The general professor before the pandemic does not know how to captivate an audience, like. I have a professor who stares at a separate screen and then does might man, know who we're talking about, but he just stares at a different screen, doesn't even look at the camera or the chat while in in the class. So the and, and this is like more of a university level. So like we know how to, you know, we assume we know how to go to a class and learn, but for someone who's younger, like middle schools or something how are you supposed to captivate like our our retention time on our video is like 30 seconds how do you expect kids to 
have a retention time of 45 minutes through a screen. And we're trying to make it entertaining, but, but you know, like... <laughs> Come on, guys, step up your game. So, I mean, that, that it's different. Like, I think these teachers, especially now, like, they're more... They're like the new content creators if they're trying to teach education properly, or at least, you know, you got to make it interesting somehow. Yeah. You get bored. You get bored. Yeah, I think um, there, there's there got to be, I, I just want it to be back. Like, I think they should, the university should implement a system like you can have the choice to stay home or go to class. Like it's up to you. You make that decision. I would, I would pick go back to in person. I, I just like that more. Um, I the one thing I do like about the online situation is the amount of freedom in terms of time. Like, you can you can technically choose when you want to watch the lectures. <laughs> yeah. And the freedom of like not understanding something back in like an actual physical lecture, it is recorded so you can refer back to it, right? Um, I like that idea of it. I just don't like, like, I think the online testing of it. Um, I think it depends on the course too. Like for me, it's more of a written courses. So the submission just gets kind of um, very difficult in terms of like taking pictures, allocating time just to like, scan the work and then print it and submit it, but... For multiple choice things, I think yeah. online is probably the best. You get your result right away. Yeah. Or some, for most parts, it's just like yeah. the computer does it for you. So, That's true. I do like that. How like I can just see my mark right after. Yeah. Or it or nice. like an hour after, depending on whatever their teacher's yeah. thing is. But that, that's cool. What do you think it's gonna look like when we go back? Like are we still weird? Four hundred kids in a class, like four hundred kids packed in arms or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and like the, the, you know how you know the arms buildings at least anyone who goes to the u of m is you're right yeah. there like shoulder to shoulder if it's i packed. think hopefully by then everyone would be vaccinated mm-hmm. true but, but that's good depends how, how it goes yeah i don't think and, it, happening anytime soon though like not even next yeah. year i, I think to play it safe the university is going to keep everything online for the next year as well man that's what i'm thinking too because my buddy goes to red river and he was telling me that when he goes to like he's starting in september i believe or october um they have already said that it's online oh so like if we're online again next yeah. year then like i might never go to that campus ever again Word. like that would be wild Word. if just I'm... like no, yeah, right because you guys yeah. are going to be going to the rad faculty of health department or whatever right that's what it's called <laughs> hopefully that's the goal yeah, yeah. the rad the rad health faculty, faculty of medicine, <laughs> medicine. <laughs> but and then the kids that didn't even like the kids who started university Right when the pandemic hit, they're not going back until what second year, third year. They're they're yeah, missing. They're, really... the, uh, they're missing out on the university introductions, which are the best week. They're missing on 
like especially for for engineering kids like for us our and like the fourth week of university is one of the best weeks you'll ever experience um beer gardens the beer gardens and oh <laughs> it's a good time it's a it's a good environment right yeah. they're for you're they're for education but you're also there to like the people. first week you'll see people drunk in your classes and that was a new experience for me as a first year student i see someone just tumbling all over the desks and i'm like bro you were in I university <laughs> i haven't seen that but okay hey, honestly yeah that, no, that i saw that, week, that yeah that first week is so much fun and then it just gets so bad because <laughs> you should you should take the time in that first week to get ahead of your classes a lot yeah. of people don't and then they don't realize like the midterms are coming all like, behind three the, funny weeks is, <laughs> the funny thing is me and robin walk around the university when we have free time between our lectures and we see like the first week of class we we did this we're like we see people that are actually studying and getting ahead of the classroom we're like bro what are you doing it's the first day of lectures <laughs> like that, that was me first year in second year i i i would yeah. I, I, I joined them i was like yep i'm yeah. with you i'm with you <laughs> Damn. on that note man i gotta go study for my university courses so i think this is a good enough podcast for today thank you so much for watching viewing listening to our podcast smash that like button hit that subscribe button and if you're tuning in every tuesday at 11:30 a.m on umfm radio station 101.5 fm thank you so much we hope you enjoyed this until next time peace